Let's go, girls. Hello, welcome back to the Chattahoochee Podcast. Episode, episode 21? Episode 21. Wow. Can you believe it? Uh, we gone, darn, gone and done it. <laughs> <laughs> Look out. Cool. Cool. <laughs> that's, that's one of my favorite ones, I think. Yeah. Cool. Cool. <laughs> 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 Yeah, if you haven't guessed, we're going to be talking about the great Shania Twain. Shania Twain, what an episode it's going to be. Yeah, so uh, no inhibitions, make no conditions, and <laughs> be prepared because we'll probably get a little out of line. <laughs> God darn, gone God and done it, man. <laughs> but you know what? I mean, we're at, we're on episode 21, and I'm so glad we made it. Same. I'm really excited. <laughs> like, who would have guessed? Here we are. A year I mean, look later. how far we've come. Yeah, a year later. This is this is one year. <laughs> oh man, this is gonna be good. One year, one year anniversary, right here, right now, for the Chattahoochee podcast. Can y'all can y'all believe it at all? This this is great. Yeah, this is this is gonna be a, a fun time. You know, a lot of people have a lot of feelings about Shania Twain, whether that's good or bad. But we're we're here to discuss every bit of it this evening. Yeah. So buckle up. Yeah, buckle up for sure. Um, I mean, there's a couple of Shania Twain songs that just kind of make you want to, you know, open up a mosh pit or something. Yeah, there's <laughs> a few of those. Make you shed some tears, you know, a little bit of everything. Yeah, yeah. Man, I really, I'm just flabbergasted, honestly. I'm really excited and pumped that we've made it a year. We've uh, done a lot of cool things in a year's time. Yeah. Um, continue to grow, which is awesome. That's Thanks to y'all for showing up and listening, tuning in, and having a good time with us. Yeah, like the last couple of episodes have been monster episodes for us. Speaking of the last couple of episodes, can we backtrack to last episode for a sec? <laughs> I'd love to. Because <laughs> I, I have a small segment that I prepared. It's called, I just wanted you to know. <laughs> you know, unwritten law protocol says to leave the past alone. Yeah. But I just wanted you to know that you were right. I've been jamming that song. Is it not? Non- yeah. Oh, my gosh. What a song. Yeah. It is It is a perfect country song. It's I made so a good. mistake. I made a mistake. <laughs> not including that one. Um, whoops. Whoops. <laughs> Big whoops. <laughs> and also, to our listeners, I just wanted you to know, or we just want you to know that we love y'all, and we're thankful for the support and, yes. the, and the kind words of people reaching out about the last few episodes. And yes. Letting us know they're enjoying it and, uh, you know, kind of sharing in the nostalgia of growing up in the time of the 90s. So that's that's really cool, and that's just awesome. Yeah. I mean, if, if we had zero listeners, we would still be having fun with yeah. this. But, like, every bit of, like, interaction we get with you guys, whether that be online, on whatever social platform, yeah. or when we see you in person, that makes this that even that much more fun. Yeah. It's, a, it's awesome. It's so much fun. I just wanted you to know. You know so please don't cry. Say goodbye. <laughs> There's no need. We're just getting started. Just getting started. We'll let you go. We just wanted you to know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, guys, if you're listening to this 
on the day that it comes out, then it is Monday, March 21st. Caleb, would you like to hear some uh, country music history from this day? I would. Take me to school. Okay, March 21st. This is a good one. So, um, okay, 1981. We'll start there. Okay. Angel flying too close to the ground. Get out. I can't. I'll cry. I know, right? Gave Willie Nelson his seventh number one on the country chart, which is a little bit, you know, surprising. Yeah. Given how early he started and how many. And the catalog he has of music. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, But I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to have one to go number one and this be the first one, I mean, that's pretty good. Like you can't, you can't hear the song not be like, oh, that's not number one. Yeah. Like, I mean, that this is one of the greatest country songs ever written. I mean, if Willie hadn't fallen, we would not have found him. Hey, hey! You know what? Um, I found something out here. Speaking of that, this song is uh, commonly believed to have been written about one of Willie's buddies, who was a Hell's Angel that died in a motorcycle crash. Wow! Did you know that? I did not. I also did not know that. That's sad and beautiful. It is just like that song. And um, okay, fast forward up to 1988, the year. Before we were born, okay. Mm-hmm. So, winners at the 23rd Annual annual Academy of Country Music Awards, hosted by Reba. Of course. And Hank Jr. <laughs> what a duo. What a duo. Okay, so here's, here's some awards from that. See if you know any of these guys. Okay. Pioneer Award, Roger Miller. Oh, man. Love Roger. <laughs> yes. Top, top female vocalist of the year, Reba McIntyre. Yep. Top male vocalist of the year, Randy Travis. Yeah, there we go. There's there's some good names on here. Top new female vocalist of the year, KT Oslin. Oh, yeah. 80s ladies. Top new male vocalist of the year, Ricky Van Shelton. Rockin' Years. How long has it been since you've listened to Rockin' Years? It's, it's too long. <laughs> it's great. It'll, it'll end it's tonight. It's a good yeah. song. <laughs> Rockin' Chairs. <laughs> Babies. And finally, the uh, the song of the year went to Mr. Randy Travis with On the Other Hand. Oh, I bet so, yeah. These people that were watching this didn't know that they were in the good old days right then, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I like how they're just like, hey, Reba, you're going to win something no matter what, so you just want to host while you're here? <laughs> you're, like, you might as well. Just stay on stage. You're going to need to be up there. And, um, okay, 1993. Billy Ray Cyrus was at number one on the U.S. country album charts with Some Gave All. Really? With a little song called Achy Breaky Heart. I was going to say, yeah, I was like, surely that'd be the time for Achy Breaky Heart. That's the one. That's the one. He, I don't like to give Billy Ray a hard time because he actually had a handful of decent songs. Yeah, he really did. Yeah. And I don't hate Achy Breaky Heart. Mm-hmm. I understand a lot of people did when it came out yeah. that were used to, um, you know, not that in country music. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I like it. It's fine. I think you stirred the pot just enough, you know? like Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> who who started wearing Jordans first, though? Was it him or was it Garth? I think I want to give that to Garth. I think, yeah. I don't. Mm-mm. You could try, Billy, but I don't think you were first. <laughs> So, but yeah. don't tell his achy breaky heart that. <laughs> so yeah, that's not a, a a whole lot of things that happened on that day, but the things that did happen—that's pretty exciting. Pretty stuff. great. Pretty some great. big winners at the awards that year. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, anytime you get um, that group of people all winning awards, that's, I mean. Yeah, I can't remember. I'm assuming that the Pioneer, it was uh, sort of like a an achievement award, like kind of like a it's lifetime achievement or something it's like that. It's got to be. Roger Miller, man, he's one that, like. I think he's just so underrated. Like, he's just so yeah. talented as a songwriter. And, like, a lot of people know him for, like, his silly kind of stuff, you know. Yeah. But, not like, not all of his stuff was like that, you know. Like, the day I made the correlation that he was, like, the original performer of River in the Rain, it was mind-blowing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really good. It's amazing. Like, everybody knows you can't roller skate in a buffalo herd. Nope, not allowed. (laughs) But you can be happy if you can mind to. Yeah. (laughs) Knuckle down, buckle down. (laughs) I'll get that tattoo across my back. Yes. (laughs) Found, Found our next tattoo idea. There's Roger out in the <laughs> Buffalo herd. Yes. <laughs> I think in real time just now, we just come up with a great tattoo yeah. idea. <laughs> Roger Miller Book wearing decision. roller skates around a bunch of buffaloes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, that's pretty cool. Have you um, you been jamming any new tunes since the last episode? You know, there's been a handful of new ones that I'm uh, growing pretty fond of. Yeah, likewise. Yeah, so what all do you have? Somewhere that you think we should, we'll add them to the list, yeah, the playlist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How about some newer than 90s for sure? Well, I'll tell you one I have, because it's already on there, not the song, but the artist. Okay. Is you've got, you've really turned me on to Daniel Donato, and I've been listening to yes. a ton of that. And the one in particular, I've been jamming a bunch of them, but the one that stands out to me right now is um, his cover of 14 Karat Mine, yes. which was originally done by Gene Watson. That's a great song. Like, that's a great song on itself, and I love hearing that. But their take on it and arrangement on it musically, man, that is awesome. It's yeah, really it's good. good. It's good. Um, one of the things I particularly enjoy is the way they set the mix to where everything, like all the lead licks on that, mm. are pulled to one side. Yeah. So they really stand out, and right. you can really enjoy them. Yeah. And I'm just all about that. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah, like, man, I'm really impressed and just can't get enough of Daniel Donato right now. Yes. And, like, when I first, like, listened through that record, like, I hadn't heard that song in particular in a long time. Yeah. Unless you catch it on the radio, you're probably not catching it. Right. It's not one that you think of right off, I don't anyway, to go find on Spotify or whatever, you know. But, yeah, that's good. That is very good. Okay, um... We've got some familiar artists here that have come out with some new stuff that is very good. Um, you ever heard of a little fellow named Ronnie Dunn? Oh, I think I have, yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> okay, so he put out a single there. I think it, it must have premiered like last Friday or maybe the week before. Mm-hmm. But um, anyways, it's called Broken Neon Hearts, and it's just a good Ronnie Dunn honky-tonk jam yeah. song. It's fun, man. Man, speaking of Ronnie, we'll yeah. be seeing Ronnie and what? Kicks uh, this summer. That's going to be I'm one so of the best days of my life. Yeah. <laughs> By far. I, I can't wait. This could be <laughs> the best day of my life. <laughs> That's what he was talking about. Yeah, we've got a um, appointment made to have professional pictures done that day. Like, yeah. it's an occasion of sorts. Yeah. <laughs> Those will be our Christmas cards. We might do um, some scrapbooking. You definitely the event, scrapbooking, you know? yes. <laughs> Make a vlog about that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I 
yeah, that that broken neon heart. That's that'll take you back to some, you know, some great Brooks and Dunn yeah. stuff early on. You know. Oh man, I can't wait for the summer. It's going to be great. Heck yeah! What else you got? Uh, another one I've been listening to recently is um, Jamestown Revival. Okay. And the song is uh, Young Man. This is not so bad. Listen to a lot. I just came across them in right. like a mixed playlist, and I was like, ooh, this appeals to me. Right. But they're kind of like um, a duo of like just some lifelong buds playing music and writing music together. Yeah. And um, it's a beautiful song, and it's kind of written in an introspective manner where he's like, you know, where has the young man gone? Yeah. That kind of thing, like oh, progressing through life. But they just have some awesome harmonies together, and they're definitely worth checking out. They kind of remind me together singing together harmonizing in a weird way like both ends of the spectrum of chris stapleton's range like just oh the good gosh. highs and lows yeah. they, they mesh together and it's it's Dang. really good i'll have to check that out for sure jameson revival i've seen their name somewhere too yeah i've seen that I, I, it's probably been on my release radar or something like that i ain't checking yeah out. Okay, we've uh, we've talked about this fella already too, and we probably will several more times. Okay, but um, Willie Nelson has yeah. some new tracks out, and uh, this one in particular is "I'll Love You Till the Day I Die," which it's a just a great, great like old school sounding Willie Nelson country tune. Is it kind of right up there with "Angel Flying Too Close to the Ground"? It's it's pretty daggone good. Just like, make you feel feelings. It does. Yeah. It does. And it's, I mean, it's it's cool how some of these country songs, especially like these this older stuff, like musically, it can be arranged to where it's a little on the lighter side. Yeah. And it's not until you, you like dig into the lyrics that you're like, oh, that's actually a kind of a pretty heavy song. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got a hold of me. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Speaking of um, Willie Nelson, I just finished the uh, audiobook today, Me and Sister Bobby, which it's just, I mean, it's amazing. You guys, if you are Willie Nelson fans in the least bit, like, We're check that listen. out. Like, uh, And I can't, I don't know if I've talked about it here. I, I don't like to just sit down and read a book. Yeah. But, like, audiobooks, you know, I love it, you know. Yeah. But it it's totally... Like just like a better experience when Willie Nelson and his sister are narrating the book. You himself. can't you can't beat that. It's just like you're having sitting with them and having story time. Yes. You know, and that's cool. Yeah, it's it's so cool to hear about how just like how their careers, like like just crazy crazy stories. A lot of it's like a bunch of tragic stuff. Yeah, you know? a lot of heavy stuff. And she actually just passed away a couple of weeks ago. I think it was. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, it's super interesting. We are Willie fans for sure. We Willie love him. <laughs> we Willie do. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you, you you left it there. I had to pick it up. <laughs> yeah, I teed that one up yeah. for you. <laughs> Oop. <laughs> yeah, what, can we add in some NBA jam sound effects? That's what we're missing. He's, on fire. He's eating up. <laughs> I think we could actually. <laughs> yeah, for uh, our regular listeners or new listeners, we've recently uh, made some minor upgrades to the setup, so now we can incorporate some cool things yeah. and sound effects, like you kind of heard on the opening of the show. Yeah. <laughs> so, apologies in advance for whatever <laughs> nonsense we put you through. <laughs> you don't have fiestas. 
So, yeah, such as that. So, yeah. Kind of like that. Things along that line, you know. <laughs> memorable, you know, meaningful, memorable quotes that mean a lot to us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I've got uh, one more for newer than nineties. All right. Uh, fairly new one for me. Just a few days ago, this one is an artist by the name of Emily Jenny, and the track is "Long Game." And she just man, she has a killer voice and very like '60s '70s s country music sound, yeah, which I dig. And it's just like a fun uh, honky tonk sing along, like one that everybody oh, in the honky tonk would be sing along to and all the words, like. I could try and describe it to you, but it's just one of those ones to really appreciate. Yeah. You just, you just have to go give it a listen. So oh, man, I will. I'll find like that one on that. the newer the 90s playlist. You got yeah. any more? Heck yeah. You know, I have one more. Okay. And um, I know we've talked about Midland like early on in the show. Mm-hmm. Like it was probably like our first newer the 90s segment. We, we mentioned, I think, that Last Resort EP yeah. or whatever had just came out. But... um. They just put out a uh, a version of Sunrise Tells the Story acoustic a few weeks ago, and it's really good. Oh, I need to it's hear that. It's really good. Yeah, you'll dig it because like uh, it's there's still a lot of slide and stuff like that mm-hmm. in there. But man, there I, I forget sometimes how good that they are. Really talented. They're dudes. really good. really talented. Yeah, I I really like them. They have a really really good sound. Their harmonies are great. And it just reminds you of like all the stuff that we love in yeah. country music, you know. Yeah, I like I like that a lot. It's good tunes, man. So, uh, what a what a could we have picked a better artist for episode twenty one? I don't think so. I really don't think so. Like, I think Shania Twain. She's one of those kind of um, kind of in the same vein as Garth. Like, I feel as if they like transcend the genre yeah. a little bit. Mm-hmm. And um, like even early on when she was still like very country, yeah, like she's was just kind of global, you know, like very, she yeah. majorly blew up just like Garth, like all over the world that she was going to play, you know, <laughs> there's, I feel like both uh, one very talented, but both very charismatic people that can appeal to our, you know, people outside of the genre. Like yeah. they really have that, kind of big appeal that draws right. everyone in yeah yeah and that seems I, don't, I know i know a lot of like purists you know country <laughs> yeah. purists in i'm doing air quotations here but um yeah. like they weren't all always so crazy about that kind of stuff mm-hmm. but i think especially on like her like second record a uh, woman I, and me yeah. yeah i really think that that just did good for the genre you know? I, ultimately, like I feel like it just pulled in new listeners yeah. who weren't going to be as likely to maybe experience right. some of the other very talented and popular artists within the genre. Yeah, and so at the end of the day, it's just there's just more people enjoying great music. I feel yeah. like was what the end result was. Yeah, like okay, I'm here for Shania and Garth, but I'll also stay for Vince Gill and Reba. You know? <laughs> I, yeah, I'm, yeah, come on, I can't leave for that. <laughs> You got me now. <laughs> well, man, I'm excited. Are you? I'm ready. Let's go, girls. You ready to dive into this Shania Twain career? And I say, let the conversation begin. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it as a yes. That's what I say about it. Oh. 
Okay. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, Shania Twain originally uh, would be Eileen Regina Edward, was Didn't born in uh, Windsor, Ontario, Canada in 1965. And from very early on in her childhood, I don't think she was two or three, her parents would divorce. And her mother would remarry a few years later uh, to a man by the name of Jerry Twain. And that is where she would adopt the surname of Twain from her stepfather. And actually the granddaughter of legendary poet Mark Twain. Plot twist, yeah. <laughs> Fun fact. <laughs> Fun fact. <laughs> and um, so they would move to a small town of Timmins, Ontario. And they would kind of struggle there as there wasn't a whole lot of fulfilling opportunities and lines yeah. of work. Um, they were kind of poor people. I'd even seen in like one of their interviews where her and one of her siblings is talking, you know, that sometimes they would like, it would just be so bad that they would boil milk in a pot on the stove and put bread in it. And wow. that that's what they would have Dang. for dinner. So from, you know, uh, definitely some tough reason for her and upbringing, yeah. but it didn't seem to stop her. So it would seem. Uh, and in that small town of Timmins, Ohio, and as most small towns, you don't get a lot of radio plays. So they kind of right. had one radio station that would play a little bit of everything, country blues, pop, rock and roll. So it would give uh, young Eileen Twain a variety of music to kind of sing along to to inspire her future musical pursuits. Yeah. And it wouldn't take long because by the time she was eight years old, she'd picked up the guitar and she was performing paying gigs at local bars. That's crazy. Which is, you Canada told somebody that they'd be man. like, what? Get out of here. <laughs> no way. But essentially, like, uh, after midnight, the bars would stop serving alcohol. Yeah. And the patrons would hang out till 2 in a lot of cases. Wow. So she would play from midnight to 2 a.m. In bars <laughs> as an 8, 9, 10-year-old, which is just, it's crazy. <laughs> Like, I think she's up past her bedtime, but that's neither here nor there, I guess. Just everybody on that bar stool <laughs> double-taking as they see an eight-year-old walk in with a guitar. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, paying gigs at eight years old. That's a few years crazy. later, uh, as a young teenager, begins writing songs. And although her family had experienced a lot of hardship and they were poor, her mother really believed in her talents and worked real hard to support them and invest in her future. Yeah. Um, you know, from a variety of like music and voice lessons to jumping at opportunities to perform locally, like community events or uh, TV appearances or radio spots. She did a lot of that through her teenage years as she tried to yeah. kind of like get out there and get a feel and make a name for herself. I think it's cool that they, uh, like, even though they had it so rough, they still like, like they saw the potential and still got her to like these ev yeah, events. Like, and stuff she's like got that. it. Like, yeah, that's, that's super cool. So around 18, she's pretty committed to pursuing this uh, dream of being a professional uh, music artist. And she moves off to Toronto, and it seems like her hard work's starting to pay off. She's making some connections and getting noticed, and all of a sudden, uh, tragedy kind of puts her plans on hold. Her mother and stepfather would pass away in a car accident, and she would drop everything and move back home, you know, to look after her younger siblings. Right. But she continued to pursue and practice her talents, uh, write songs, and she would find work like singing like just a variety of music, like show tunes and stuff, and sort of like an entertainment group that you'd see yeah. in, like at a show in Vegas or something like that yeah. at a local resort nearby. So she was, you know, still putting in the groundwork. That's crazy. Yeah, that's like, wow, what a twist of fate yeah. you never see coming. 
Yeah, and like, like how it, I think it says a lot about her character to be like, yeah, this is like the worst thing that could possibly happen, but like I'm still, I'm still doing this. Yeah, I, that's that's yeah. crazy. That's crazy. So yeah, like you said, so so she goes back home, and several several years after being back home, and you know, helping to raise her siblings and everything, she she kind of set her sights back on her music career. And uh, so she sent, she put together a demo to send off the labels and a, um, a showcase concert. So with her, you know, obvious talent and dedication, I mean, it it would take a lot of dedication to keep going. Yeah. After all that she had come up through, you know. But after that, you know, it wasn't long before she got presented with a recording contract, which was uh, signing with Mercury Records in 1991. About time, right? You know, About time. About time. So, so her self-titled debut record would drop in April of '93. The album sold about a hundred thousand copies, but uh, it didn't perform nece- necessarily well, and um, none of the singles climbed very high up the charts. Which, you know, if you go back and listen to it, it's a little surprising. Yeah, it's a little surprising. So, you know, along with changing her name, the label also w- wanted her to record the songs of other writers. Which you know that would kind of rub you the wrong way. Uh, definitely. <laughs> so you've been doing this since you were eight years old. Yeah, you probably got an idea of what's going to work for you. Yeah, it's like maybe maybe you should just do somebody else's songs. Have you have you thought about yeah. that? What a crazy <laughs> idea! Like, listen, dude, do you know half of what I went through to get here? <laughs> so you know her uh, that um, that debut record would catch the attention of producer. Mutt Lange, who commonly worked with bands like ACDC and Def Leppard. You ever heard of them? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they would they met in the summer of 93, and they formed a strong connection. So strong, in fact, that they would end up getting married by the end of the year and uh, b- begin working on her next record. That's crazy. Yeah, that's <laughs> wild. <laughs> so her sophomore album, which, you know, most of us know most of the songs on yeah. that record. You don't act it's like kind of a big deal. Kind of big deal. So that sophomore album went against the grain of the industry, like we were talking about earlier. But she used all her own songs and producers. I think that's cool. After coming off of that first one, where they were, where they were like, maybe don't use your own songs. Like, actually, I'm going to use all my own songs. And she's like, let me show you how it's done. Hang on. <laughs> So she chose her own marketing strategy, picked her own photographers for the record, and she hired the director for her music videos. She hired the director. She made the big decision. She knew what was going to work best for her and what she was trying to convey, I feel like. Yeah. You know, she believed and she bet on herself, and, you know, we all see why. Yeah. Okay. The, uh, The Woman in Me, which, you know, Great, great record. Yeah, as well, we will go on to mention yeah. here in a few minutes. But the woman in me, it it released in February of 1995 with the lead single "Whose Bed Have Your Boots Been Under," climbed to number 11 on the charts, and it was followed up by her her first number one hit, "Any Man of Mine." That song was gigantic, huge, huge, 12 track record that would produce. Eight singles. That's crazy. That's nuts. Like, <laughs> yeah. you're bringing the heat. <laughs> Sold four million copies by the end of the year. So between February and December, 
<laughs> That's great. Four million copies sold. From being like someone that, from the previous album selling 100,000 copies yeah. and being someone that nobody really knew a lot about to yeah. being the talk of the town in yeah. months. Crazy. I mean, yeah. it, it's obvious that Shania had won our love. She won our love, yes. <laughs> <laughs> best yeah. the best. Don't be slow. Wrap it up. So yeah, that's uh, that's a little bit of Shania Twain background for you. And man, like she has one of those like crazy uh, stories of the way her life played out to where I feel like there should be a Shania movie. Like yeah, it's it's it should happen. Yeah, we need it. <laughs> they re-release all those songs for the soundtrack. They make a ton of money again, and we get an awesome movie about the life and times of Shania yeah. Twain. Yeah, and uh, they could you know just bring us into their somehow and just tag right along yeah why not sure presented by the chattahoochee podcast (laughs) executive producer (laughs) (laughs) i hear our sound effects they don't want us anywhere around there (laughs) I, i think this one will be definitely an interesting uh top tracks because i have i have absolutely no idea when I was listening yeah. to Shania, yeah, I was like, I can't imagine the songs that Casey will pick. Not a clue. Like, yeah, I can same. Guess a few maybe that's in there, but yeah. I really don't know. Until I dove back into her catalog, I wasn't really sure what I would pick. Yeah, you same. Know? Like, I had a decent idea of what would be like my top couple songs, mm-hmm. but as far as like all the way down through my honorable mentions and all, I wasn't entirely sure. Could be anything. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. So, yeah, I'm not, uh, I don't think we're going to hold any uh, animosity toward each other for our picks because, like you said, it's kind of a toss-up here, you know? I'm excited to see how this unfolds. Yeah. And that's why I will, I'm going to let you begin. Okay. Pass the buck. not doing it. Okay. Okay, here's a curveball for you. Your first Um, honorable mention? Yeah, first off, this would be my number eight, if you're counting, from her first record. What made you say that? Oh, boy. It's a great It is song. really good. What made you say that? The really catchy little guitar piece. Yeah. yeah. It kind of reminds me of like a Vince Gill guitar piece almost. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, it's good. And um, I think that they didn't, they didn't really do her vocals justice on the first no. record. Mm-mm. Like it almost doesn't sound like her singing. Until she hits some like higher notes, I feel like they're like, let's tone her down. Don't yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah, they like like she didn't have her like signature catchphrases or anything like that yet. You know, <laughs> she didn't have any of that. It was just straight singing the songs, yeah. which is fine. You know, that's okay. We just didn't like you wouldn't have known listening to that first record what she would end up doing. You know, it's kind of like a contrasting from the first to second album. You'd be like, is this a different person almost? Like yeah, from the way right. it was produced and the way it sounded. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, she does have some good vocal runs on this song. Mm-hmm. Like I think it makes it super catchy. It almost reminds me of like a uh, like a Kathy Matea song or like a Juice Newton song. I could see like that a little yeah. bit lower vocal, you know, which is pretty cool. You know, I I like it. That's that would be my first honorable mention. Well, that's a good place to start. Uh, I'll join you in some regards. My number eight is also from the self titled debut album. Okay. And it would be the only track that she had some co-writing credits on that they let her have any input on, I guess. Mm, okay. And that was, uh, God ain't going to get you for that. It's just got mm. a really catchy hook on the chorus. That's yeah. one of those ones that's just 
in there and you're kind of humming it the rest right. of the day after you hear it. But I feel like it's a good example of like, oh, this is, why didn't we let her write more of the songs? Because she's obviously very talented. <laughs> yeah. She's been playing in bars since she was eight. Like, yeah, I think she's got it. <laughs> How about that record like artwork, like the cover picture? That's great. That is cool. Like if you're if you don't know like if you're not familiar with that record and you just glanced at it you would think oh that's Amy Grant standing with a wolf yep <laughs> it yeah. looks so much like <laughs> Amy Grant in passing <laughs> I want to take those pictures for me myself part like we we're talking about the Mark Chestnut yeah. senior picture that's one right there that's like a senior picture vibe you want <laughs> here's me out here in the tundra and here's a wolf here's my wolf <laughs> this is what I'm about. <laughs> Look out. <laughs> okay. Uh, moving on. Number seven. Number seven. Okay. We're about to get into some familiar territory now. Okay. I'm ready. <laughs> My number seven. If you're not in it for love, I'm out of here. Wow. Meow, <laughs> meow. <laughs> There's some good sounds in that song. Yeah. And it kind of, you know, it demands your attention from the get-go because someone's just yeah. screaming. <laughs> there, there's some really good guitar sounds. Like, going back and listening to these, like, it, it really does remind you, like, the leads remind me of, like, a Brooks and Dunn kind uh-huh. of feel, Very much so, yeah. Know? Yeah, I think that's really cool. There's a lot of really good... Really good licks in there. A lot of good slide. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it's so much like steel guitar or if it's just kind of like some slide electric. Yeah. Whatever he's doing, it's working. You know, it's very good. I like it. I like it a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Not in it for love. I'm out of here. Okay. um, For me, number seven. What do you got? You win my love. Oh, man. Yeah. That's a good one. This would be the fifth of eight singles to drop from The Woman and Me. Uh, Released in 96 and her third number one hit. Very popular tune. And uh, I just like it's real catchy from the get-go with that drum feel that's just kind of on its own. And then it spills into that guitar riff that breaks in. And it's just like, oh, yeah, where's where's this going? I want to hear more. Good, good. And I also love that they go back to it on the bridge. They just fade back out to just like uh, only the drum feel and like intermittent uh, guitar and like scratching fiddle sounds, which is just, it's so good. Yeah. It's really good. And I wanted to take a minute to say that there's a lyric in this song that I'm really surprised that (laughs) we live in Appalachia. And uh, if any of our listeners also live in Appalachia, I'm sure some of you do. As you know, there are a lot of, interesting things that one sees as vinyl decals on vehicles here all the time, like ridiculous things. Uh And I'm just surprised that I've never seen, uh, I'm a classy little chassis looking for a heart to win. Like, have I not seen that in a, in a truck window or on a t-shirt window? Yeah. (laughs) About about to change. What a rhyme, dude. Yeah. (laughs) Along with staying with the theme of the song, like, impressive, (laughs) really good. Yeah, that's pretty good. (laughs) They were definitely, like, a powerhouse duo of writing songs. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, coming to a, a vehicle near you. Yeah. Classy little chassis. Yeah, heard it here first. Oh. <laughs> what are you looking at for your last honorable mention, sir? My final honorable mention is the uh, the first track off of her sophomore record, uh-huh. Home Ain't Where His Heart Is Anymore. Oh, yeah? Wow, okay. Dude, this song, like, okay, number one, I think it was a bold move to put a slow, sad country song as the very first track. As an record. opener? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, like, once you listen to the song, you get it. You're like, oh, okay. Like, this is, like, a, Shania's here, and she's... She's, she's got something to say. Yeah, she's but she's got some songs for us. Like, this song is just so... I mean, like, just by the title, you can kind of guess, you know, what the song's about if you're mm-hmm. not familiar. But, man, this is a very good song. Very, I don't very have to go song. back and give this another listen to where his heart is anymore. Man. It's a, it's, I mean, it's a bummer of a song, which sometimes with country music you are the very best ones. <laughs> the goodest stuff, yeah. <laughs> the best of the best. What's your final honorable mention here? Okay. Okay, here we go. Don't throw no shoes. Whose bed have your boots been under? My last honorable mention. <laughs> no comment. Huh. Cold stairs. Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> I don't know how to feel about it not being in your top He just five. turned over a table. <laughs> <laughs> um, once again, you know, of course, another track from The Woman and Me. Yeah. And um, this was the first song that she would co-write with her, you know, uh, then husband. Yeah. Mutt. Mutt. Lang. Mutt. Is it Lang? Yeah, I okay. guess. Okay, I uh, didn't know if it was but. Lang or Lange or... Listen, <laughs> side I story. Read. Just the fact that his name's Mutt. <laughs> at uh, I'll commonly frequent, sometimes for like animal supplies. I got a tractor supply yeah. for dog food. Cause it's just, or just to look around. Just to look awesome. around, just to pap all around. You know <laughs> yeah. how it goes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because you need all the things they have there. <laughs> yeah. But we would buy our animals toys from there. Yeah. And they were partnered with Miranda Lambert. I didn't know that. Yeah, apparently. And we bought her this like little bull-looking calf toy that had a tennis ball inside of it. And when she finally ripped it open and got this ball out, mm-hmm. I never noticed the branding, but I guess it's like Mutt Nation or something like that. <laughs> and on the set it on the tennis ball. Where it's just, I don't know why, but now every time she brings me that ball, I'm just like, Mutt Nation. It's the only way I can hear it in my mind. <laughs> Welcome to Mutt Nation. Mutt Nation. <laughs> and I, I love Patballing around in there. It's such a good what, time. What a fun store. It's like, Yes, I need that chicken coop and 16 feet of fencing and 50 even pounds know. of dog food. I didn't know they made this many kinds of weed killer. This is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Take your pick. <laughs> I mean, what do you want to kill? They've got something for everything. Everything. <laughs> Not a sponsor. Soon to be a sponsor. Soon to be. <laughs> hey, our lines are open. Yeah. <laughs> you walk in the tractor supply and you tell them, tell them that the Chattahoochee <laughs> podcast said you could have 10% off. <laughs> And they'll probably give it to you. <laughs> that Chattahoochee boy sent you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this was the first song that Shania had covered yeah, with anyway, her husband, Muttling. <laughs> you know, I just want everyone to understand why I said it like that. Just, yeah. <laughs> so hashtag Mutt Nation. <laughs> I'll say all that to say this. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Speaking of Montgomery Gentry. Yeah, no. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a... <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, just boy. a toe tapper of a song though like it's catchy yeah though it's very cleverly written as we yeah. always enjoy and love uh much like the song before you and my love like it has a theme and it right. sticks to it really well yeah. without over oversaturating it, i guess of making it cheesy yeah and it's a song that's all around a great country song and right. one that makes you want to cut a rug you know like you want to oh, yeah. move around to this one. Oh yeah but I hope you can live with that being in my honorable mention. I mean, I guess we'll not my to. top five. <laughs> I don't have a choice in it's the matter. <laughs> no turning back. I thought I thought this was going to be pretty peaceful. <laughs> All right, twenty one. Our last episode. <laughs> well, it was nice knowing you guys. I'm done. <laughs> All right, cranking into the top five here. Okay, you want to lead off bat here? Yeah, yeah, I'll go, I'll go. I'm ready. Uh, my number five, man, I feel like a woman. Gosh, I feel like this song should be in humanity's top five. Like, yeah, like it's hundred percent. It's a song and it's, it's an anthem that I feel like will transcend time. Like three hundred years from now, people <laughs> will listen to this song as much then as they do now. Like, yeah. And it's just gonna like grow in popularity yeah. randomly here and there, <laughs> like, and that's that's saying something because there's a lot of music out there, but like this is just like an iconic song and sound and just like in pop culture yeah. history, I guess. Like it's really it oh, stands yeah. the test of time. Yeah, and I was thinking about you know how like some time ago NASA sent the Voyager into space with records on it. Yeah. They had like, you know, info for how to find us in the solar system right. and pictures and songs. Can we do that again? And can we add <laughs> like a like a sequel to that, like volume two? Yeah. I'm sure that's an expensive volume two. Worth but if, it. But if we could do that again and add this Shania Twain song, I feel like that would give everyone a good representation of our, our society. Like, this is who we are. We love Shania. <laughs> If you're not in it for Shania, you're don't you're, come here. You're out of here. You're out of here. Yeah, let's put that one in a time capsule. I want the future <laughs> to know that that existed yes. during our lifetime. There's a Shania, the Shania Twain CD and a what's the CD? How do we some sort of leopard print get up? It's for you to wear while you listen to the yeah. album. Yeah, 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 hand in hand. If you're gonna be a bear, be a grizzly. You yeah. know, do it right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, cracking into your top five. What do we got? Number five. Any man, any man, any man, any man of mine. Man, that's a good one. It's a good song. I mean, it's not super relatable, and I've kind of forgotten how like unrelatable some of her songs are to me. Yeah, <laughs> you know? but it's weird because at the same time, like, I always like relatable music, but it's it's still very catchy. Like right. I want to listen to it yeah. again and again. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a very good, very good song. This is, this is the first one of her that I remember being like gigantic, you know? Yeah. Like I remember like everybody freaking out over like the video and it being on like CMD all the time and it being mm -hmm. on the radio constantly, you know, but like, like musically, I love the way it's arranged. Like the harmonies on there are super yeah, cool, you know, fiddle. and different. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. The fiddle I think kind of makes it. Yeah, very very good song. I mean, that one really was a heavy 
heavy hitter on the radio with like if you would hear like blocks it'd be like AJ, Clint, Dwight Yoakam, yeah. Shania, yeah. Garth, like right in there with oh, yeah. all the big hitters. Yeah. Breathtaking earthquake and yeah, that's good. What was there was? Oh, I'm hearing it, but I can't think of what it is. Didn't Cletus T. Judd do a version of this? Oh, Didn't gosh. he do a terrible version of this? Oh, I guarantee he did. Before episodes end, we will have to see what it was. <laughs> when are we doing a full Cletus T. Judd episode? <laughs> Zach, when he's coming on the episode, yeah, <laughs> yeah, our buddy Zach yeah. is a connoisseur, yeah, of the the back catalog of Cletus T. Judd. <laughs> Zach, if you're not proud of that, we're sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Cat's out of the bag. <laughs> okay, we're at, moving on to number four. Number four. I actually had two from the debut album. Okay. And my that'd be my other number four, which is Got a Hold on Me. Got a Hold on Me. Yeah. Okay. Man, I just, and listen to this, it kind of makes you realize that I feel like her voice works for anything almost. Yeah. Like any genre you throw at her, she could probably pull it off. Yeah. Um, never a single, should have been, would have probably performed better than some of the other songs that they kind of forced her hand on recording. Yeah. More bluesy rock and roll jam. Um, but in my opinion, I think it's the best song on that debut album. Yeah. She just like pushes her voice a little bit there and. Uh, or a manner similar to rock and roll where it fits the tune. Yeah. And kind of gets a little like uh, holler, like hollering and howling kind of right. behind her voice. And it's just awesome. You like, think it's it kind of really gives you like a glimpse into what she would like become on the next couple records? Yeah. Like you, cool. you just, man, she could really, she's got a full case of tricks. Like she can do it all. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it really, like, I know last episode when we talked about newer than 90s tracks, you'd included Jackson Sellers. Yeah. And it's weird because going back and hearing that song, just with a little bit more distortion, it has, the musically, it kind of sounds like something you would hear Jackson Sellers do. That's cool. That's cool. But, yeah, if, if that's one I would say a lot of people maybe haven't come across in their Shania listening. Yeah. Add that. Go back and listen, yeah. Heck, Yeah. That's one that I had that I had skipped over, or not paid enough attention to, yeah. going back through. So I'll I'll definitely have to do that now. Man, okay, back up to number four already. Jeez. Well, okay, okay. It's one we've already talked about. Let's go, girls. Man, I feel like a woman. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> so i was thinking about this song the other day and you know which all of you all that you said about it is 100 percent true and i 100 percent totally agree but i was thinking about this song the other day and uh i don't know why this hypothetical popped up in my head but i was thinking okay you know like the running of the bulls where they just you know they run from the bulls yeah yeah they run like with the bulls through the street and all mm-hmm. this stuff. Like, okay, just just imagine you were thrown into a scenario and they were like, okay, in 10 minutes, you're going to participate in running with the bulls. You get one song and one beverage to prepare you. I was thinking, put Man, I Feel Like a Woman on repeat and give me just like the biggest black cup of coffee that yeah. you can find. <laughs> yeah. And 64 in 10 minutes, answer. man, I'm going to own like... I'm going to outrun every bull. Yeah. 
<laughs> You're going to run like you've been training for the Olympics your whole life. Dun, dun. Let's go, girls. Dun, 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 dun. Hey, we're going out tonight, and we're feeling all right. <laughs> <laughs> the best thing about being a woman. Do you remember that episode of Parks where they're they're having a moment of silence yes. in the office for uh, little Sebastian? <laughs> and yeah, the janitor comes in playing that song on his Walkman. It's like a full le- volume, <laughs> legitimate Walkman. <laughs> He's just like dancing, empty and trash. <laughs> the best thing about being a woman. That's one of my favorite scenes. I love that so much. Um. <laughs> so yeah, that's. Um, that is solidified as my number four. It's a good solid four. Good. I'm just one away. I can agree with it. I'm just one away there. Wow. Top three. Man, this is exciting. <sighs> just take it all in. We can do this. We got it. You ready? I guess. Well, number three. Love gets me every time. Same. Yes. Woo-hoo. That's a good Woo-hoo. one. We we all darn gone and done it. <laughs> It's such a, a weird <laughs> phrase to have such awesome vocal harmonies Go over. On. Woo! <laughs> cool. Cool. Yeah, the lead single from her album, Come On Over, as you could guess, a number yeah. one hit. Um, and like we've I've mentioned earlier, you know, like a lot of her songs are kind of uh, infectious, that they're really catchy. Yeah. And the, this one, the hook really uh, sticks with you. And I feel like they did a, they just catch your attention from the get go, and that's what. Even if you like, maybe I don't like this song. Yeah. If you hear those first few seconds, you're going to stick around just to kind of see where it goes. I love the opening guitar riff. Yeah. Where it's got that little. Yeah. Okay. Dude, and it breaks in with like the big the big fiddles. Like heck yeah! I feel like. This, I don't know if this was their equation for success, but that song I feel like is an example where if you listen to all the pieces, like the little musical licks and riffs here and there, it really sounds like they're taking the best things that worked really well at, at that time in country music and just kind of sprinkling them everywhere in the song. Like, yeah, I can, I can hear some that. real uh, AJ guitar tones. Yeah. And then in the next verse, hear something that really reminds me of Dwight Yoakam yeah or Clint Black where they're like throwing in a harmonica here and there in the background like. yes so it's just like you're getting the best of everything that the genre had mm-hmm. at that time right wrapped up in these songs yeah and now like like comparing that to modern I'm doing air quotes again modern country music where they do they use the same tricks now but it's all just a bunch of bad sounds yeah you know they're not using all this great stuff that we like it's all like this dumb stuff but it's all in every song you know yeah it's just too much oh yeah it's very upsetting love gets me every time mm-hmm. and i was reading a piece where it said that was actually supposed to be called Gold darn gone and done it, uh-huh. but it was just so hard to pronounce. Her like this won't work on the radio. <laughs> like, I can spell this. Everybody's just going to trip over their words when saying it. Done it. Must have fell in love. <laughs> gone and done. <laughs> That's exciting. We I didn't expect to link up here. Where we no. are, matching number threes. Matching number threes. I'm kinda, oh. I'm getting real real curious about your top two here. 
Okay. Number two. I forgive you because this is way down there for you. If you're not in it for love. Okay. All right. We're even. We're even, I guess. <laughs> and back to talking in the vein of catching your attention, this one. There's someone screaming at you from the get-go. <laughs> it's like, hey, have a listen. <laughs> and just like I was saying with the last track, it really feels like they just pull inspiration from everywhere within the genre. Yeah. Like it's got harmonica, it's got cowbell, pedal steel, dobro, slide guitar, fiddle, piano. Like it brings yeah. the whole kit and caboodle to the show. Yeah. Musically, that song is, I mean, like the chords and like, I guess, like the, the different chord progressions and stuff they use mm-hmm. are way out there. Like they go a lot of places in this yeah, song. Yeah. They really do. It, I mean, it works, but they do a lot of stuff. Like, <laughs> It's a lot. I love it, but it's a lot. And just kind of how, like, uh, you know, let's go, girls. Like hearing yeah. that opening part makes you want to kick down the door. This also, this song, I feel like also had those vibes. Like you were talking about when that like howling slide on the guitar yeah. breaks in before the chorus. Like, yeah, let me drop kick this door. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. I'm ready. Let's break it in. <laughs> Okay, where uh, where you at for number two? I'm excited to hear what you got here. Number two. It's one that you have mentioned way down yonder. Ooh, okay. Chattahoochee okay. Whose bed have your boots been under? Mm. Whose bed? From the beginning of the song to the end of the song, it is a toe tapper. It is, has yeah. one of the my favorite bass lines in 90s country. It yeah. just goes the whole time. It takes off. He just, man, stop. he just walks the entire time. It's so good. The vocal harmonies are spot on. I feel like this is one, too, that, like, if there was a concept before there was lyrics, like, if the concept was, whose bed have your boots been under, they were probably like, we've got a hit song already. Yeah. just We just got to fill in the gaps. Yeah. Like, it worked really well. And I, I feel like it's it's kind of a nod to, and I think we talked about this last episode too, but it it I think it's kind of a nod to the style of all my exes live in te- Texas. Yeah, because like, they like you, she uses different names. And stuff, mm-hmm. Like heard you've been sneaking. I think that's really creative, just like to come up with the name and then the rhyme. Yeah. to go along with the name, it's yeah. cool. The redhead down the street, uh, long legs, Louise. Like it's yeah, yeah. very clever. Yeah. I'm excited to do this one for karaoke soon. <laughs> Good pick. Good pick. Solid. <laughs> Sing you walking with long legs, Louise. <laughs> Break your legs. Who's <laughs> bad? Yeah, that's that's a song. We're, we're at the number one. Man, oh man. We might have done it. We might have called her and gone and done it here. I'm excited. Okay. Number one for me. Is no one needs to know. Yes. No way. Yes. What? Yes. We did it. Wow. No one needs to know. I love it. This, this is so man. good. No one needs to know. This would be the sixth single. Yes, I said that. The sixth single from The Woman in Me. And also her fastest growing single. Oh, gosh. I don't know if that's just purely based on the big energy that Shania brings to the table. Or also because it was used on the soundtrack of the hit movie Twister. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I went back and watched that video. It's <laughs> wild. It's wild. <laughs> it's pretty creative for like 
because you know we've we've talked at length about like how some of these like nineties country videos are. I mean, there's something else sometimes. Like they're like not not always are they great or like acted in well. But I feel like this one's pretty daggone good. They're always an experience, but this one's a good experience. Like they're just like jamming out in this old house in the living room and there's like a literal tornado going on outside. It's pretty cool. It's like, boys, this is a heck of a time for uh, to practice a set. Like there's (laughs) a literal twister approaching. (laughs) But yeah, finish your song. Go (laughs) ahead. We got to get this down. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be honest. If this song exceeds three minutes, we're not going to make it. Like she's coming quick. <laughs> Finish it and let's go. I really like. Um, I guess the lighter take on this musically compared to a lot of her songs, yeah. which were, I guess maybe just louder, a lot more going on yeah, with it, a lot more in your face, you know. But just like kicks off with the acoustics and it has like little accents of like the steel sprinkled in there. Mm. And I really enjoy that the guitar is just like on the courses. It's just like crystal clear, very like heavy clarity. Like yeah. you can just hear everything resonate really well. Yeah. And um, also that harmonica solo. Yeah. Is that Clint Black out and back there? What's yeah. going on here? Who let him in? <laughs> you like Clint in here again. <laughs> and it's something really catchy to me about the lines. I got my heart set, my feet wet. Yeah. But he don't even know yet. It's good. No one needs to know. I think my favorite part of the song is the that little vocal run. I'm not alone. Like that's that's creative. Yeah. Like she's hitting a whole lot of notes with like one word. You know. For real. Like, that's cool. She took it around the block. Yeah. That's that's. I should have known. That that would be yeah. high up there for both of us, but yeah, that's a killer song. Like I remember having that uh, CD, and like there's a ton of hits on yeah. that. But that was the one that always like really I gravitated towards, and like really took my interest yeah. the most. And that was and and that just says um, that just goes to show how good that that her first record in particular was like that was almost like one of the, it was one of the last tracks on there yeah yeah you know and it's not because that was a bad song it's just there's a lot of <laughs> there's good songs a lot of there. good stuff to go around <laughs> like take your pick <laughs> so did you have any that um i guess almost made the cut or Ooh, you wanted yeah. to at least mention hmm Let me see. There's a couple things that I didn't love about her second record. It started <laughs> getting heavily pop. A little bit so, yeah. 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 I mean, there's some, like, and not all of it. I mean, obviously, we both had top tracks off of that record. But there was some moments in there where you could see, like, just, like, mainstream yeah. pop kind of, like, her dialogue throughout the songs and stuff. I don't know. It... It felt like, like a Spice Girlsy, yeah. To me, you know, yeah. Like the international versions of some of those tracks yeah. that lean more on the pop side. Yeah. yeah, I can get Spice Girls vibes. So when fiddle turns to violin, does that make it pop? Maybe, maybe that's maybe that's the line in the sand. That maybe that's maybe this is where it happened. Yeah, like I don't want to like throw blame on Shania here, but I mean. 
That might be something might have been happening here. You think that was where it happened? It might. Okay. Um, let's. How do I word this? Who was more responsible? I won't. No, I don't see anybody has responsibility for pop country solely. But who dabbled more in the waters? You think of pop country, Shania or Garth? I don't see. Garth, like, okay, he, I gotta tread lightly here. <laughs> I gotta watch y'all say this. <laughs> I'll walk out now. Now, I think the majority of Garth's stuff, and like, namely his hits and stuff like that, yeah, it was different for country at the time, especially. Mm-hmm. I mean, early stuff was very country, you know. Like, uh, much too young, stuff like that. I mean, oh, yeah, that's gonna feel like a lot of the stuff that you're hearing. And obviously, he got to the point where you know, these like gigantic stadium tours and like him like doing all this crazy stuff on stage and stuff like that. But it was still country to yeah. me, to me, anyway. Like, I don't feel as if it had a lot of pop elements outside of it just being very, very popular. Okay, so what's um. Throw me a Shania song that you feel like is more leaning on the pop aspect. That's Come on over. Come on over? Okay. Yeah. Now, let's say compare that either or take Come On Over, or because this is like two years apart if I'm thinking right. Okay. Or Garth Brooks' uh, Wrapped Up In You. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, I'm throwing you the hard ones. <laughs> We're getting to the bottom. That's hard because I don't love that Garth song. I don't either. I don't. I don't. I, I never kind of, really got it. It kind of indifferent about both. I don't. Like I don't know. Like wrapped up in you to me seem like feels as if like James Taylor tried to have like fun when he played. Yeah, that's what. I, that's what <laughs> Like J- James, James, we. This your name is you James. Do, calm down, like. <laughs> That's what that song feels yeah. like to me. <laughs> I mean, there, there. We don't hate pop music. No, not by any means. We hate pop country, like modern pop country. Yeah, not a fan. Because I mean, people were throwing in pop elements into country for a long time, but it wasn't always like the most gigantic thing. Think of like some some like Winona solo stuff. Yeah. Some of that was like very pop and like rock and roll rock. more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's, what's the song I'm thinking of? The, um, I don't know. It was, her, it was her big one. And of course right now I can't think about it, but, um, like, I don't know. It's just something about, maybe it's the dialogue that makes it feel so pop to me. Yeah. Maybe even too, maybe just like the passing of, time because us growing up in that era and what a lot of people then might have considered Shania doing to be not country yeah to me I was like well this is this is very country still like yeah it was country as we knew it you know and I feel like any track on come on over probably still sounds way more country than any country music you would listen to today that claims to be country music you know I think it's something great about that song though the keys at the very beginning are very Phil Collins feeling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, 
Yeah, the dialogue just does it for me. Relax, Max. Like stuff like that, you know? That's yeah. <laughs> and there's a lot of like straight up violin in like her as her career progressed. Yeah. It very much turned from fiddle to violin and like several piece like yeah. like small orchestra kind of stuff, you know. Um I was some one that might be like on the fringes for me was like I don't know, like from this moment, yeah. I'm not as into the song as I am the harmonies between her and Brown White. Like they sound really good together. Yeah. Like it's really good duo to sing together. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um that don't impress me much. Like that's another one that kind of teeters on the line for me. Is that yeah. I, but I do enjoy that song a lot. Right. Can we talk about that video? Yeah. <laughs> There's okay. So you know everybody remembers the video. Like like she's wearing like the full leopard thing, like walking around in the desert. And yep. there's like like these several different dudes that pull up and try to like pick her up, and I'm thinking like in retrospect, I'm thinking I think she's like hallucinating, like this is a mirage, like these dudes are trying to like save her life because she's literally walking she's through dehydrated. the desert alone, and they're like, "You're gonna die out here, Shania. Please get in the truck." She's like, "She's that, like that, that don't impress me much." <laughs> Waters for nerds. See you, loser. <laughs> <laughs> one that i can de- say that i definitely don't care for as much is definitely like honey i'm home like i don't it just doesn't appeal to me yeah but i'm not saying that that's bad or it's, yeah or you know it's just not yeah, it's a song it's just song. just i don't know it doesn't draw me in like some of the other ones do yeah like the i guess like the hook or whatever you want to call it of the song like it just does nothing for me that I just don't care for it. Yeah. Now, across the line and what you might consider maybe a little on the popular side, that I do just catch myself humming and singing all the time that is real catchy, is uh, Don't Be Stupid. Don't be stupid. Yeah. That song always reminds me, okay, you might not have a clue what I'm talking about here. And I might have made it up. I didn't Google myself here. Like, I didn't go back and, like, try to fact check my own brain yeah. while I'm thinking about this. Okay. So, you know how the song starts and everything. It's got, like, the violin and all that stuff in it. There used to be a sitcom, if I'm thinking correctly, that was, um, I, I really think you you guys can like google it i think it's gonna be more fun if you guys just google it and send it to me instead of me doing the work myself and going to look <laughs> it up there was i think it was called boston common do you remember that remotely i think that's a thing i'm pretty sure and it seems as yeah. if the intro song was like like a dave matthews band song that had a bunch of violin in it or something uh-huh I don't know. I might have to Google it just to just so I will know. It might keep me up at night. But that's every time I hear this song, I think about that song and how much I don't care for Dave Matthews Band. <laughs> you, don't, <laughs> you don't mean that. I, <laughs> that's shots against James Taylor so far. Dave Matthews Band. Who else have we threw under the bus here? <laughs> Hitting them all. <laughs> Speed bumps now. <laughs> Speaking of parts, that's um, that's also one of my favorite jokes on there. When um, April and Andy are talking to Chris Traeger, 
when he's having like his big, uh, big <laughs> depressive moment during yeah. the show. And uh, they're trying to even him out. And they're like, okay. He's like, okay, tell me something really good and then really bad. And Andy says, Dave Matthews Band. And then April says, Dave Matthews, Matthews Band. Band. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I see that, I crack up. That's so funny to me. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Shania in the at least in the late 90s, was kind of pigeonholed as, like, just, like, wedding music there for a while. Like, like... Oh, her, yeah. Like, from this moment mm-hmm. on, and um, so glad we made it. Look how far we've come. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that that's another one that was, like, You're every wedding, one. this song will be played during the ceremony or during the reception. Yeah. Like, a first dance thing or something like that. For sure, yeah. You know? And, uh, I mean, and I'm sure she did great from those songs alone, you know. But, um, I don't know. She, I think she had a lot more good stuff than just what. What got the most play there towards yeah, the back end. Exactly. Yeah. What what got the most radio play there later on and, like, videos and stuff like that. Like, okay, but can we, like, get back to some, some of my, like, I mean, can we can we just get back to the twister thing again? Yeah, like that was fun. There's a tornado. This is urgent. <laughs> Going forward into the next millennia, how did you feel about things like uh, Up and Going to Get You? Uh, no. Just grunts and mo- just, <laughs> just no audible grunts. Yeah, you know, like to- um, I'm pretty okay. So we talked about like her shows being like really really big productions and stuff yeah. like that there was one point i don't remember what song it was from at this point i was kind of like out of the like the 90s country stuff like this is probably more of like when we were in like high school like early 2000s and we were listening to all like screamo bands and stuff like that yeah i recall a video i don't i think it must have been like a live thing that they turned into a music video and she was like on a motorcycle that was like suspended from the ceiling or something <laughs> crazy. And there was also like, I don't know, some, there was like a bunch of stuff going on on the screen, like behind her. I'm like, what is happening? Like, this doesn't feel. Is this Tron? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, what is going on yeah. here? I didn't love the duet with the Billy Currington. You didn't want to have a party for two? I mean, if I had to pick between that one and the same song with Mark McGrath, I would pick the Billy Crichton yeah. version, obviously. Just to ease the suffering, yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> Having a party. And obviously that song did very well on country radio. Yeah. Heard it a whole lot. You know, like they sounded good together, her and yeah. Billy Harrington. It'd be right. cool if they did have done any other song together yeah. than that. But like you know. this song, they're like swinging around on something in the video. I recall, like, what is going on? <laughs> Very strange. <laughs> <laughs> Looking back to when we played music, if we were going to cover a Shania song, what was the one we should have covered? I think we would have had the most fun. Doing, man, I feel like a woman. Yeah, I feel like that transposes well over to 
you know, like lead electric guitars now. Yeah, yeah, that would have been a good one for sure. I'm kind of surprised we never at least tried it. <laughs> yeah, like, we tried a lot of dumb stuff. We did, yeah. Well, I don't know why we never tried that. That's the thing that every time I listen to one of these artists, I'm reminded of like wanting to cover. Like trying to squeeze, we just throw it in at practice or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, which of these songs from this artist would best fit? Yeah, could we could we have pulled yeah. off? <laughs> I'm still disappointed that we never did um, fancy or not. The lights went out in Georgia. Either of those would have been awesome. Yeah, yeah. I think we I think we could have had a good. I don't know if it would have been good, but we would have had I, fun. Yeah. It would have resonated it. well. Everyone would have, you know. Yeah. We probably couldn't do Reba Justice, but we would have had a good time. Well, or die trying, you know. We would have had a good time. We might have been born just plain white trash, and we might we might, we might always be that way. But. <laughs> and nothing would ever change. Yeah. It would just be that. <laughs> we tried. I don't know. Are there, are there any more you think we could have pulled off? Uh, I, I personally, I kind of feel like um, If You're Not In It For Love would be just a fun song to if translate over you. Yeah. Just guitar wise, I feel like that one would be fun. Yeah. I bet that's not easy to play. I bet not. There's a lot going on in that. I tell you what, uh, another song that almost made my top eight was um it might have been the last track off of her third record. You've got a way. You've got a way. Uh-huh. That was a good song. That's not bad either, yeah. Yeah, that's a solid, solid song. Like not so. I didn't think so much that it would make my list, but you know, it was on the fringe for sure. At some point, I don't know. I don't remember when I found this, but at some point, she, um, she had. I don't remember if it was a full live thing or if it was just some uh, some tracks, like bonus tracks on the end of one of her records, but. Um, she had Allison Krauss and Union Station as her backing band How and cool. harmony, like on some of these familiar songs. Yeah. And if you didn't like the song before then, you would like that version. Oh, yeah. Like right after this, I'm going to turn that on now that yes. I'm talking about it. But yeah, that's that was good. Like I enjoyed that. You come Now, out of all these songs, Come On Over is going to be the one that's in my head. Lucky. (laughs) (laughs) And um, one more thing I thought was strange. On Spotify, and you can can check this on your end too, and listeners, you, you guys can do the same. But when I brought up her first record, for some reason, okay, like I think it's the last track or one of the last tracks on that record. It's called Crime of the Century, okay? I don't know why, but it has an explicit marking on that song. And I've listened to it several times, and I can find nothing explicit remotely. How weird. Like, was this an accident? Maybe. Or is there some, like, subliminal messaging? or she dropping some bombs in there somewhere? <laughs> so that's what I was wondering. Like, Slipping through the cracks? Yeah, like, what's going on here, Amy Grant? so yeah like you said we gall darn gone and done it we made a shania Twain episode we must have fell in love (laughs) can't get enough shania Twain. (laughs) 
Man, what a, a wild ride the last year's been. Yeah. For 21 episodes in. Yeah. Thus far, favorite moments, favorite episodes, moment, you know, all around. The, um, I think our, I guess you could call it our flagship episode, like yeah. our very first episode, was the most exciting and nerve-wracking thing. Because we had no idea how that was going to go. No clue. And to this day, like that's our most listened to episode because everybody that likes nineties country also likes not Alan, <laughs> Alan Jackson from the nineties. You know, that's kind of what um, kickstarted this whole thing. So thanks again, Alan Jackson. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thanks, cardboard Alan. We appreciate you, bud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I How haven't listened you? to that one in a while. I'd like to go back now yeah. that we're at a year and re-listen yeah. just to kind of get you know like where were we then? Where are we now? Right. Because we were just sitting there with our hands up like this, like Ricky Bobby, like, I don't know what to do. We're on the radio. What do we do? <laughs> I literally don't know what to do with myself right now. <laughs> um, I would say um, surprise episodes for me was the Clint episode. I left yeah. I left that episode of Better Man yeah. knowing Clint that way. Like, I didn't truly realize how much I truly loved listening to Clint Black, and yeah, that was a game changer for me. Um. The big diff episode, like that, oh, that was so good. Yes, the Christmas episodes were a ball. I had such a good time jamming <laughs> a ridiculous amount of Christmas music from like Halloween and on. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Those were uh, those episodes were just really fun to prep for. Yeah. You know, Shenandoah too. Like I just feel like uh, Shenandoah just doesn't get enough uh, press or fuzz built around them, and they're so talented. Yeah. And that was just such yeah. a good time. And it was just so hot in here. That was the hottest episode to date. I was afraid that we would be like so mentally exhausted from just like being so hot up here that yeah. like the episode would be bad, you know? No. But then when I listened back to it, I was like, no, we're we good. persevered because we love Shenandoah so much. Yeah. If we'd have had <laughs> two dozen roses. No. <laughs> The, uh, the West Virginia episode was cool. It was fun to have Kelsey on. We're yeah. going to have to do that again very soon. One of my favorites still to this date was number three, I think, which is our Tracy Lawrence. Yes. Our little Texas tornado. Yeah. Yeah, that was a... And discussing the uh, Tracy Lawrence cinematic music video verse <laughs> that exists. <laughs> yeah, all these, like if you're catching up with us or just joining us, go back and uh, start from the beginning if you want. Uh, check out the ones we've mentioned and highlighted. Yeah. But we had a great time for the last year altogether. I really liked the um I like the Judd's episode a lot. I still don't think to this day that like I've met anybody that listened to the Judd's actively as much as me and you do. Mm-hmm. But that was so much fun to make just because we love the Judd's yeah. so much, you know. <laughs> that today I don't know if we'll have a misheard lyric that beats that one. The rocking yeah. with the rhythm in the ring. Yeah. Let the wind That's what it says. <laughs> Fooled me. Google it. Fooled me. <laughs> yeah, we're um we're we're not slowing down. Like we're still going and we yeah. we have so much more planned and I can't wait to get to it. Yeah, I'd say one of the uh, coolest parts for us too, I would say, is like leading up to starting the show, it was just realizing, I guess I guess maybe we always kind of felt alone, like there's nobody that enjoys this as much as we do. Right. And then kind of seeing that out there in the world there is a community of people who love and cherish this era of music like we do. Yeah. 
and um are still heavily involved in listening to it and taking part in it. Yeah. Like just seeing like a lot of really cool like meme pages we'd found and be like, this is <laughs> yeah. hilarious. Somebody's yeah. had this thought or like, you know, <laughs> thinks Garth Brooks is a serial killer. Or Toby Keith's a crazy <laughs> man. Or, Where are the bodies, Garth? So that's just always a cool. <laughs> Where are they? <laughs> <laughs> What's fun for me is like now that like half of the world is like in on the joke. Yeah. Is like when people like send us like <laughs> screenshots uh, saying, "Look at the comment section." Yeah, <laughs> of just, any yeah. Garth thing. Where are the bodies, Garth? Where is my family? They've been gone for weeks. <laughs> but that's cool too. Just like being a part of this cool community and realizing yeah. there's a ton of people out there that enjoy it just as much. Right. And just like also just like um, super thankful. There's just like a crew of awesome like content creators or meme pages that make yeah. things in the vein of what we enjoy yeah that are just hilarious first and foremost yeah. <laughs> like if you like what we do and think our memes are entertaining you should go check out some of these right. other individuals that we follow or you see us share memes from yeah um but you know just helping us grow that first year we had a lot of cool people that just happened to share some of our stuff and expose us to a wider audience right. and get us out there and we super appreciate that. That's awesome. Yeah, if you guys, if any of you are listening and you have shared our stuff before, thank you. It goes yeah. a long way. <laughs> yeah. At some point you're going to have to do a social shout out and compile a list of those to share with everyone. So if you don't yeah. already follow yeah. and uh, take part in the joy that these people give us with these hilarious and funny memes, yeah. <laughs> you, you then can. Yeah. <laughs> So, Caleb, what do you think? Um, you think maybe we should do a giveaway? You know, that's a great idea. That's, that's a fantastic idea. I think that it would be, I mean, if there's a time to do it, I mean, I think the one-year anniversary of our show would be a heck of a time to do yeah. it. Well, I guess, you know, at this point, you could, if you haven't found us on socials, yeah. you can actively enter to win some cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and I think... Um, I think if if you want to enter to win something awesome, because, like, listen, we, we've compiled some really, really good stuff that we haven't no. gotten to, number one, show you guys yet, and number two, like, like we haven't been able to give much of this stuff away yet. Yeah. But all you have to do to enter, I think, we say the, um, okay, so we always have a graphic that accompanies our new episodes. Mm-hmm. Share that to your social media platform of choice, like like our original post. Yeah, share share the post for the new episode. Yeah, and we say, I mean that 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 will enter you That's, to win. Yeah. We're all amazing. celebrating. You ain't gonna. We'll make you jump through hoops. This is a, a cause for celebration. So yeah, uh, you see our post on Facebook, Instagram, wherever. Uh, like it, share it so your friends can see it, and maybe they'll enjoy it too, and be entered for a chance to win. A number of things, really. Yeah. If you haven't seen yet, uh, when you go look online, there's yeah. a little bit of everything. I want to post cool stuff, slick stuff, neat stuff. <laughs> <laughs> all, very, all very cool, all very slick, slick and neat ve- stuff. very, very neat stuff. <laughs> Where are the bodies, Garth? Where are they? <laughs> so, yeah, just... Um, keep um you guys you guys just keep listening and you keep sharing our stuff and we 
we're just so we're so thankful. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for continuing to listen. Every every time that we put out an episode, we're just kind of yeah. like surprised and taken aback from like everybody that's listening to it and like sharing it with their friends and stuff like that. So keep doing that for sure. And Trisha, if you need assistance, blink help in Morse code in the next live stream. Let's see. I come in my kitchen to hide from Garth. <laughs> oh, poor Trisha. Lord. She might be in on it. She's helping him hide the bodies, you think? Uh, I don't know. Wow, what a crazy story. I don't know. It's a shame if somebody started that rumor. <laughs> oh, yeah, they got friends in low places. <laughs> in the backyard, the cellar, I don't know. Oh, boy. So you guys are welcome for, like, us reminding you how good some of these Shania Twain songs are. Yep. And, um, yeah, keep keep jamming the uh, the top tracks. Um playlist sorry my my brain completely shut down for like What's a split it second there <laughs> yeah yeah find that find that playlist on spotify and our um newer than 90s playlist on spotify yeah. both of those you can listen you know if you want from first to last episode in, in a chronological order of sorts i guess but you can also hit shuffle on those bad boys because yeah. at this point they are filled with awesome music from your favorite 90s country artist and all the new stuff that we jam outside of that realm. Yeah. I mean, I think last time I looked, there's like um, like 10-ish hours mm-hmm. worth of that is awesome. top tracks. Good luck getting through there. It's only going to grow with every episode. And it's there's no bad songs on there. No. No bad songs. So, yeah, like, follow us on Spotify. Like, follow those, like, save those playlists. And when we add new stuff to it, you will automatically get it. Boom. There you go. And when you think, hmm, I want to listen to the 90s country, but I can't decide which artist, shuffle. There you shuffle. Go. You're not going to lose. <laughs> it's great. It's, it's, it's great. But, yeah, thank you guys. Thank you guys again. Yeah. Uh, until next time, we'll meet you here again. Yeah, love you guys. Hey, it's closing time, man. You ain't got to go home, but you can't stay here.